This is Kevin Gallagher. Thanks for being with me this afternoon. I want to invite you to attend our 60th anniversary gala with Paul Winter and friends at the Sacred Heart Community Theater, November 4th, right in downtown Fairfield. Paul has been a longtime friend of WPKN and will be celebrating the cultures and creatures of the whole earth at this special performance for WPKN. Get your tickets at WPKN.org before they sell out like the Loudon concert. Tickets range from $50 to VIP tickets for $150, which includes a meet and greet with WPKN staff and musicians. This show starts at 8 to 10 p.m. November 4th at the Sacred Heart Theater in Fairfield to celebrate 60 years of WPKN's wonderful existence. And now a previously recorded broadcast interview with WPKN's good friend, Paul Winter. I'd like to welcome the incredibly talented Paul Winter to my show this afternoon. Paul has been a friend of WPKN's for many years, and WPKN has embraced Paul Winter's music from the start. The early 1972 consort album, Icarus, the title track was played till the vinyl was worn out here at the radio station. And I really remember going to an outdoor concert, I mean, really a long time ago, that celebrated the work of the Danbury, Connecticut resident Charles Ives. And uh, I'd like to, to welcome you in here with those memories. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin. And, and, and I'm glad to have those. Uh, and, and actually amazed that you were there at that Charles Ives show on um, August 17th, 1974, on the hillside at Ives' home in Reading. Yes. I, 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 what I remember about that concert was the antique keyboard. I don't remember. I don't think it was a hopsichord, but it was similar. And I remember it sticking in my mind of how unusual it was. It's a regal. It's a it's a double reed little organ organ they call them sometimes portative organs, portable. And it's it's like a keyboard duck. It has an amazing uh wonderful squawky double reed sound that we use to in the, some of those Ives pieces. Yeah, it was fantastic. I remember it being a really lovely day and it was a good concert. So thank you for that. So many, many years ago. See, see folks, we've been um, dealing with Paul for many, many years and, and now he's got some new stuff we want to talk about. So tell me about this uh, latest effort, this new album called The Concert in the Barn. Um, I, I was just listening to it. It, it. it really fits the Paul Winter consort kind of um, sound, you know, gentle, soothing, contemplative, meditative, you know, things we really need at this time of our lives in, in this part of the world. This was our summer solstice celebration from last June which we did in the barn here because we weren't able to be in the cathedral where we had done the previous 25 years annual summer solstices uh, because of uh, the renovation that's been going on there. And it was uh, an unusual ensemble. Uh, I wasn't able to have our all of our sort of veteran consort players who usually converge from all over the country for our gigs because people didn't want to fly. And so I needed to find people who lived in the so in the neighborhood, so to speak, or people in the New, New England region. And, and so I, I found a wonderful young bassoonist named Jeff Baratko, who lives in Torrington, who turned out to be not only a superb bassoon player, but he's a, an amazing singer-songwriter. And in the album, he sings a song called DNA. Uh, along with Teresa Thomason that, that I think is, is really uh, just extraordinary. 
Um, and then a wonderful young Brazilian pianist named Henrique Eisenman, who now lives in New York, uh, who came to be part of this. And then two of our longtime consort colleagues uh, who do live uh, within striking distance, uh, Eugene Friesen, our cellist, who lives in um, near Brattleboro, and Teresa Thomason, our longtime vocalist, who lives uh, down down the valley here in Stratford. So is Teresa the vocalist on The Silence of a Candle and Swing Low, Sweet Chariot? She is. Oh, it's wonderful. Very nice renditions. Happy that you could catch it. <laughs> well, we were lucky. Uh, it's not often that you do a kind of uh, seat-of-the-pants uh, performance with, with little rehearsal where everything really comes together beautifully. And, and it's what happened with these pieces. And it, it was... Uh, a revelation when I listened back and I realized that this is this is a, 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 a very special album. I, I think I agree with you on that. And then you revisit Icarus as well, which is a nice version of that. Well, we often play that at the end of our concerts uh, as our theme. The piece that most uh, galvanizes me from the album is Teresa's version of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot which is a, a song we had never imagined performing. But because uh, of Juneteenth uh, and the fact that Swing Low has been the traditional anthem for over 100 years for Juneteenth, Juneteenth is that holiday has kind of emerged gradually around the country uh, until it was then last year signed into law as a national holiday by President Biden. And she sings, I think, uh, an absolutely iconic version of of, uh, of this sort of Swing Low Sweet Chariot. It's quite powerful. I think we'll go out with that, if you don't mind, when we finish this interview. Sure. So can you explain why it's important to you to keep celebrating the solstices? It's become part of our lives. It's just kind of what we do. And uh, it feels... It just feels very natural to mark these amazing cosmic milestones of the year, uh, partly because of the, how they remind us that we're part of this much vaster uh, reality uh, of, of our, our galaxy, the, the Milky Way, and our relationship with the sun, and its relationship with the whole vast uh, unimaginable universe. But it's also um, that these are very inclusivist milestones, like the winter solstice, which <clears throat> we began 40 years ago at the cathedral as the kind of most universal holiday or, or, or uh, milestone of the year that we could celebrate, where, uh, which embraces everybody, regardless of what their background is or what they believe. And uh, it's just felt very appropriate that music, which I think is our most universal medium, um, is is in, uh, engaged in celebrating these very universal times of the year. And, and like I said earlier, in, in these times, I think it's more important than ever to, to do that. And I would hope so. Right.
You've been an environmentalist and celebrated life on this planet for a long, long time. Can you know? I I tell you a story. My my dog Kika likes to howl every time a fire engine goes by. I mean, she just reaches down deep and comes up with something primal, and we love it. I just love it. So I started howling with her. And then now my grandson howls when, she, when it happens. We're all together. All of a sudden, we're all howling. And, and you play along with howls. I mean, you've done that live, I, I, I believe, and also with recordings. Do you get that same kind of energy from the, that howling when you play with animals? Well, it, it's only been the wolves that, that, that we have howled with, um, and yeah, it, it's it's in a way like acknowledging these elders of ours who have that sort of ritual of giving voice together that they engage in many times during a day, and yeah, it can be sparked. They'll 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 respond to a passing freight train whistle or or a. Um, car horn and it it's as if they they love the experience of giving voice together as a way of celebrating their aliveness or their togetherness we don't know really why they're howling but they certainly love to do it and uh and dogs also and and almost with any dog if if you begin to make even a, a, a kind of a very simple little quiet howl their ears go up immediately, and there's something primordial, something in their DNA that they recognize. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I see it with Kika all the time, and you get her going, and then she really just jumps right in there and loves it when we do it with her. So I, I love the fact that you've done that in your recordings. It's, uh, to me, it's special that, that um, you interact with uh, the wolves the way you have. It's really wonderful. Well, it began really as a kind of a fluke. Um, and I remember the very night it did, in 1973, we were playing in Bellingham, Washington, at Western Washington State University, and uh, it was an Earth Weekend, uh, and Stuart Brand was there, the founder of the Whole Earth Catalog, whom I had met before that, and um, we were playing two nights, and the first night we played this piece that, in which, uh, which is based on the howl of a wolf that had been recorded in Minnesota. And we, in the consort, howled uh, in the last part of this piece. And uh, going out for a drink afterwards with Stuart, he said, well, why don't you ask the audience to howl? I had never done anything. <laughs> uh, and, and the next night we did. And to hear 2,000 people howling together was so unforgettable. I bet. That, uh, that we have included that in, in, our, in our winter solstice events. Uh, all these years. Yeah, well, our family has taken your cue, and we we like doing it whenever she starts it when she, when the fire engine goes by or or police car, and then we just encourage her and do it. <laughs> so my grandson thinks it's awesome now too. So it's it's a it's yeah, it's a fantastic experience. <laughs> And thank you for being the inspiration for that. We're talking to Paul Winter. He has a new album out called Concert in the Barn. You might want to check it out. It's really quite sweet. And, and you know, it's, it is a downsized version of the Solstice Celebration. I've been to the one in Riverside, and it's that's amazing. I mean, it's... It's out of control, Paul. I mean, you bring in everything. It's, so it's a real spectacle. So this is a little bit different. 
Well, the, the summer solstice is, of course, the polar opposite of the winter. And we're celebrating the longest day of the year instead of the longest night. So it's a very different uh, attitude, really, at the event. Uh, and in the wintertime, it's a matter of stirring up the, the spirit in a way to help us overcome the dark night of the soul right and to come out the other side and realize that the light will eventually overcome the dark um in summer solstice it's all about the light all about the promise of summer and um it's a very much more meditative event and given that it starts in total darkness at 4 30 in the morning and just continues in a in a stream of music with no talking or no interruption Till the sunrise, and uh, it's a, it's the most profound event that we do. Well, I thank you for coming by and joining us, uh, folks. The new album is called "Concert in the Barn," and uh, you, can you tell us where they can get a hold of that, Paul? Everything that, and also the uh, tickets for our, our live stream summer solstice this year can be found on um, on our website. It's it's paulwinter.com. Very good. Well, thank you for joining me here this afternoon. Thank you. Paul's concerts are always very special celebrations, and our 60th anniversary gala with Paul and Friends is going to be even better. Save the date and get your tickets for the WPKN 60th anniversary gala at WPKN.org. It's November 4th, 8 to 10 p.m. at the Sacred Heart Theater in Fairfield. Hope to see you there. Get your tickets at WPKN.org.
words of fools about my ears To hasten by the years the journey that I take Through myself The travelers that pass by me when I go my way and friends. He'll be doing a special concert for our 60th anniversary, the WPKN 60th anniversary gala, November 4th, down there in Fairfield. Check out the details at WPKN.org. 